Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. I'm sitting in a big empty office. Right now, the walls are empty. There's a couple of boxes by the door. And if you listen extra carefully to my voice, you might be able to hear there's a bit of an echo in this room because for the first time ever recording in this space, there's no rug, there's no sound buffering, there's only a folding table, my laptop, this microphone, my chair, myself. It sounds a bit different because this is the last Work Smart Hypnosis podcast episode to be recorded in Virginia at Virginia Hypnosis. Now, let me get this out of the way ahead of time. No, this is not the last episode. We've actually already produced like the next two or three months worth of episodes. So stay tuned. There's some amazing content coming your way. There's just some other changes in other parts of the business, which is in one part what this episode is about, but also hitting some themes that I've had some requests to talk about and really addressing them for the first time here. Because the story is ending here about the same way that it began. About 12 years ago, I formed the business that I'm sitting inside of now. About 12 years ago, I filed the business in Virginia. And along that journey, you know, just to rewind things back a bit, though, I did have a head start. I began as a stage hypnotist. So at first, it was a bit of an extension of a magic and mentalism program that I offered as early as my college years. And then as I started to kind of break out and do the hypnosis on its own, I was doing programs for schools, assemblies, fundraisers, the aftergrads, that sort of thing, though I was drawn to personal change. So I took a leap, I opened up Virginia Hypnosis, and eventually I did retire myself from all the traveling and doing programs. And the story of Virginia Hypnosis is ending almost the same way that it began, where I was at the origin standing in a big empty office with boxes, with tables, at that point, kind of scratching my head and going, what am I going to do with all of this? And there's some themes of evolution. There's some themes of branching out. There's some themes of challenging yourself. I'm going to talk about inside of this episode, which again, disclaimer number two, no, I'm not stopping seeing clients. I've actually got clients scheduled out, actually looking at my calendar out until May this year, people who are on extended programs for specific ongoing things, just the nature of the physical reality of it let's say is changing. Because inside of the story, it was that journey of seeing thousands of clients, eventually finding my voice in terms of what was different about my take, my approach, finding my voice as an instructor, and from there, training thousands of students. The, the journey begins to continue here from eventually hosting a meetup event, which the meetup slowly morphed in. The, the tech word nowadays is that of the pivot. The meetup pivoted into the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast that you're listening to. And that unique take on the work in terms of how we approach it, the combination of thinking about it in terms of the business, is where that voice got to broadcast to even bigger audiences, eventually doing keynotes at HypnoThoughts Live, the Mid-America Hypnosis Conference, the ICBCH Winter Conference, and events internationally as well, speaking in the UK, doing keynotes up in Canada, and even all out in Australia. And I give you this as the foundation, because where it would seem I'm at the top of things at this specific point in time, and this is a lot of what this episode is going to be about, by the way, I'm throwing a wrench into the systems of the machine that I've built and changing so many things up, so many variables all at the same time, 
because to walk you through the next couple of days, this coming Monday before this episode releases, this coming Monday, the renters who are taking over this physical office, at least for the next three years, they get the keys. Tuesday, the sale of our home closes, and then we've got a few days. Uh, My wife's birthday is Wednesday, which is the episode, the day before this episode drops. And then Sunday, we drive south. My wife, the two kids, the two dogs, the cats, and two cars, driving south and kind of reinventing a whole bunch of things all at the same time. So I'll tell you from a personal standpoint, I wanted to do this last episode recording here in this space solo. I wanted to break the format which if you didn't notice, there's no intros, there's no music. Though for those of you keeping score, this is episode number 313, which I'm giving two titles. We're going to go Rocky and Bullwinkle on this one, like the uh, Peabody and Sherman, where they have the two titles. So this is Get Out of Your Own Way, also known as Goodbye, Virginia Hypnosis. And a quick plug while we're here for the next training event, which is filling up rather rapidly. In fact, just as I was about to record, I had to do some quick admin tasks because two spots were grabbed up right this morning. The next Work Smart Hypnosis Live and Online event is kicking off in April 2021. This event, I'm bringing Richard Nongard on back once again. We've sold out every one of these events we've done so far. I'd say about a third of the spots are already filled up, and we're only about two months out, so this will sell out. So take a look over at WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. I'll tell you in advance, about half of the group are people who are brand new to hypnosis jumping in for the first time. And the other half are people probably like most of you listening to this recording, where you've already got some substantial level of education already, yet you're noticing there's some gaps in terms of your knowledge. You're maybe not yet getting the results that you want to see. You're perhaps not yet comfortable doing the work interactively online, or perhaps you want to tap into those little work smart principles to make it rain. This is very much a business-oriented approach to learning hypnosis, learning the effects and the techniques that actually myself and this time around too, Richard, the stuff we're actually doing with clients right now. So the real work of what's working right now. That being said, the details of that again are at worksmarthypnosislive.com. Now I will say, just kind of set the foundation for where we're going inside of this week's episode. I, I wasn't always an expert in running a hypnosis business. I had to figure a lot of it out myself at the beginning. And over time, I figured out what worked. And as I figured out what worked, I knew it had to be shared. Because just there's this frustration where I see people at times, let let me use some careful language here, who become a victim of their own circumstances, where they fall prey to the game of external blame that here's what's happening in the economy, here's what's happening because of where I live, And they fall into this pattern of putting that blame externally rather than going, what am I going to do with this? And yes, I'm about to nerd out on movie references here. Stick around because I already know how this episode ends and it's going to be an interesting shift. (laughs) But the, the, the mindset of what was the scene in the first Ghostbusters movie. And I think it was Dan Aykroyd's character discovering that there was a fire pole. Of course, they found a fire station. And the line was something like, we're keeping this. And in my head, I heard that at first of, I've got this, what am I going to do with it? So as I figured out what was working, I knew it had to be shared because one of my sort of guilty pleasures of all of this, and and understand there's a dialogue I'm about to share here that I've never talked about before, which is for some of you out there, it's completely all right for you to be part-time as a hypnotist. 
If you've got something else that you love, if there's some other passion that you're enjoying and you just want to see clients part-time, more power to you as long as you are doing exactly what you want to be doing, I'm completely okay with that. You know, this correlates to the whole message I share in terms of how we approach change with our clients. I, I had a guy years ago who was smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. Do the math. That's like 60 cigarettes, right? And he comes in and he goes, I really don't have an interest in quitting. I want to cut back to just three cigarettes a day. Now, not to point fingers, he had talked to at least two other hypnotists who said, you're not going to be successful with that. It's either all or nothing. And that's not what he wanted. See your clients where they are, help them to get where they want to be. Oh, here's a profound statement. Work with your clients for the issues they hired you to help them with. That shouldn't be a profound statement sometimes, but surprisingly it is. When we do the Work Smart Hypnosis Live class, you know, I say, for those of you that have already been trained, is that a bit of a groundbreaking statement? And people start to go, yeah, I've heard a lot of you know chasing other things inside of the issue. Whatever your story was, whatever your back issue was, whatever foundation was there before, good, negative, indifferent, whatever, the power of the word because... The word because could become every reason why I don't have to live that way anymore. But then again, the word because could become every reason why you're stuck inside of that old story. Choose a different because. Yeah, that's a big theme inside of the work that we do. So I, I love it when I've got someone who can be so completely honest with themselves. I've got a couple of students in mind over the years that here's one that, you know, I'll leave the names out here because it's their story, not mine. But two of them actually work for radio stations independent of each other. And their full-time careers are doing work for the radio stations. One is an on-air voice. The other one's behind the scenes production and all the engineering. And, you know, both of them, one of them hired me for private consulting at one point. And we got around to this topic of everyone's telling me I have to quit. I don't want to. You know, here's this job that I love. Here's the benefits and perks and the lifestyle that it provides me. And you know what's great is it brings me a really high income and it's not even 25 hours a week. Even this full-time career is technically part-time, which gives me the extra time to see some clients on the days that I'm not at the station or even, you know, the occasional Saturday if I open that up. I can do both, right? It's like, yeah, of course you can. You know, I had someone a while ago that as we worked on a project together, he was, we'll leave the career out for obvious reasons here, but he had a job that as he put it, he goes, government contractor, I've got five years till retirement and I have no interest in turning down that pension and that retirement package. So I want to slowly ramp things up. I, I tell you these stories because it's always at your discretion, what goals you set and what you go after. Back to this client that came in and he says, I want to smoke three cigarettes a day. See your clients for where they are, help them to get where they want to be. And I think you and I would easily agree that clearly three cigarettes a day is a lot healthier than 60 cigarettes a day. Probably better off to do none, but let me hold up my hand proudly as a person seriously trying to cut back on my addiction of like three cigars a year relax, get, get the best one you can afford. Uh, <laughs> so to have that opportunity to see what was working and, you know, I, I'd see people who were externalizing that challenge in their business and, you know, looking and in, in, in falling prey to these limiting beliefs that people in my area won't, you know, pay that rate. 
people around here don't believe in this stuff. People around here don't think that this is a good idea. And I'd always say it's not a matter of what they're saying. The problem is that you're agreeing with them. And that's something I think you need to work on in terms of overcoming this. And that's a lot of what this solo episode this week is going to be about. So as I saw the struggle that people were going through, it became a mission and a bit of a passion project to not only be that person who can tell you what's working now, but also to be that person who will tell you what's going to work in the future. There's always going to be some new platform. There's always going to be some new thing that we can start to promote and offer our services on. 2021 so far, here comes Clubhouse, a new social media app, which is voice only, currently now only for folks on iOS devices. But again, give it three years, there'll be something else. Facebook is massively growing and also massively annoying people around the world, it seems. But it's this beast that's going to continue growing and give it 15 years. And again, you don't go to Kmart much these days. You're not going to be going to a J. Crew or a JCPenney. Trends begin to change over time. So I, I wanted to set that foundation for this week's episode because occasionally a question pops up in a class and it might be something that, you know, we just kind of have the easy answer to. Someone asks about something like, oh, I was told it's good to go on Facebook Live and promote what I do. And like for the people inside of hypnotic business systems, I'm able to say, look, communication and building value is always the game here. So even so, go back and look at the stuff I talked about you know, about networking and live talks and the same exact formulas are what you ought to be doing if you're popping up on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, running an event on Clubhouse, doing a webinar, communication, relationships, that's what it comes down to. Someone asks, you know, a standard question in terms of, hey, a client came in, well, what would you do with that person who's coming in from 60 cigarettes down to three and it becomes the easy game of going, this is, again, part of what Work Smart Hypnosis Live is about. I've become so much more effective as a practitioner as I've dwindled the toolbox down to, I'd say, about maybe two dozen specific methods of change. And all these techniques are now universal in approach. So the real mastery comes about to the ability to customize these tools to the person who's in front of me. It's flipping that classroom model. It's not top-down education. Here's what you do for smoking. Here's what you do for weight. Here's what you do for fears. No, from the bottom up, here's a principle of change. Here's a method to make that happen. Now that we understand that, how would you modify that for stop smoking? How would you modify that for the gymnast afraid of flipping backwards on the high beam? All these techniques are universal, the same as in business. It's never, very rarely the platform, it's almost always the strategy. Oh, I put some things on Instagram. It didn't work. Well, what was the strategy? Always has to be the question. So again, those in hypnotic business systems, look at the content again, inside of networking and live talks, even though that's something that's not actively happening right now, those same formulas will work for whatever the new thing is 10 years from now. Though I want to give that transition because I got a question in the middle of one of the last classes. And it's someone who some of you may know and who this was really doesn't matter for the story. So I'll let him self-identify if, if it's even important, I think, for this. But someone who even I was a bit surprised signed up for Work Smart Hypnosis live and online that someone who I looked up to in terms of having some really great skills, but he just said, I want to see how you do this. I want to see how you put the work together. And, and privately on Facebook, he sent me this message, which I'll now read. Jason, you do something well that I want to model and install in myself. 
I'll use the exact language. Uh, Jason, you do something well. I want to model and install it myself. <laughs> you get a shit ton of things done and seem to be constantly improving. So like new software, new video production quality, etc. How? With a bunch of question marks behind it. <laughs> surely, and don't call me Shirley, surely you already have a podcast on how to do this. Please advise. And I don't until now. <laughs> so as it is, let me share a bit of a breakthrough on something a couple of years ago that I had. If it's ever the time to produce a piece of content, if it's ever the task of designing a program or even putting together, let's say a product, you know, if you can take what you do and bring it down into a proprietary system, which what I mean by that is that we may be talking about similar themes. We may be using some of the same techniques, but proprietary system, if you can break it down into like hopefully three modules, I'd say three or four, and I'll give you an example that the, the hypnotic influence for business program, business influence systems, the program that branches off of the jasonlinette.com website, you know, over there, I've taken hypnotic influence for business and broken it down into a proprietary system of four modules, emotional intelligence, calibration, words and patterns, business applications. So it's from that map, from that map, that's how I teach my twists and turns, my spins on admittedly familiar techniques to this audience, but in many ways brand new to the business audience. So the question of how do you get all this stuff done, I've broken it down into three pillars, competition, challenge, and ownership. So I'm going to break these down here in this final episode recorded in Virginia. So the whole idea of, again, constantly leveling up, constantly improving, and I'll say this, continuously ramping up the game in terms of what's possible in business. And at times, I will share very explicitly what's working now, what kind of numbers that I'm seeing, and I do that never to brag or boast. I do that because I think too many of you are thinking way too small. I think too many of you are stuck inside of a model of dollars for hours. I think too many of you are limited by your own expectations. I'll make this brief. I was on a call yesterday with someone who was asking for some guidance on designing a product. And what we were chatting about was phenomenal. And suddenly just the ball dropped out from under this. That's a horrible metaphor uh, <laughs> that suddenly goes, oh, and the product's going to include six sessions with me. And I had to respond, wait a minute. Didn't you call me because you're currently seeing upwards of like 25 to 30 people in your practice every week? You know, and there, there's a mindset I talk about in the Work Smart Business book about, do you want more of the same or do you want to scale up? Remember about 10 minutes ago, I told you that I've retired myself from stage hypnosis. You know, that's something that I've left behind because that was not something I could keep doing. Running a retail in-person business was something that I was already moving away from. Here came a global pandemic to reinforce the idea that, oh yeah, you don't need this space, but now you've got a nice rental property. How about that? So let's get specific here. Competition, challenge, and ownership. Now I'm going to approach competition from a different mindset. Because respectfully, even if you were another hypnotist in my own area, and I say this even as I've trained many of them who are here, and even as I'm sending so many referrals to other practitioners, I do not believe in a model of competition to others. Just my brain does not work that way. And if you're doing something different down the road, okay. If you're doing something similar to me and charging a different rate, 
All right. You know, I, I will use one positioning statement at times with a client if I have to, which is just to say, you know, I'm not here to give you some sort of big, you know, objection crusher or fancy closing strategy. My job is to always educate you, inform you so you can make the best decision for yourself. All I'd say is simply do a Google search of whoever you're looking at, as well as me. You want to make sure that there's evidence of that person beyond their own content. And then they see articles, they see news clips, they see the girth of all the content all around the web. And a lot of that comes from this competition mindset, which is not to be better than someone else in my market or even another industry. And I'll even call this out. I, as I'm someone who teaches business, there are people who I would call friends that respectfully, I've never looked at their material. I haven't. You know, there are other people who have business programs that are out there. I can think of one that uh, one of his DVDs he put out years ago, I still have in the cellophane, just because it's too easy to emulate in that world. It's too easy to model and do something similar. You know, yes, sometimes there is the task of make it your own, yet it's too easy to see what someone else is doing and begin to unconsciously model that and then realize, oh, wait, this is someone else's thing. So folks who have been on this podcast before, I know, you know, Stephen Miller has programs out there for business. I haven't watched a single bit of it. I think he's a great guy. I want to have him back on again. The Fat Gnosis episode is still to this day one of the most downloaded episodes. Helen Midas, she and I chat back and forth online. She had a question about making her live streams look better. I go, oh, use this software. And again, we're kind of in the same space, but on the business side of things, here's the beauty of this. If you went through any one of the three of us, we all say nice things about each other. We're not really competing. And at the end of the day, even if you got all of our programs and booked clients, you would have recouped every bit of the investment. So I say, you know, dig into something and learn all that you can and then expand that knowledge even further. I'm going to probably, I'm sure, talk a little bit later about some of my ongoing education, the ways that I constantly look to level up what I do, which is this theme of competition here that the one person I am competing with is myself. So the person who asked me this question about how do you get all these things done? How do you keep coming up with new material, putting out new podcasts? Oh, you know, launching another podcast and a whole other online community. How is it? And this is a bit of phrasing that I don't think I've shared on this podcast before. And it's a fascination with positive language or really negative language used in a positive way. So I've labeled this strategy, quote, a positive dissatisfaction with success. So it's very positive. You know, it's where I can run a new version of the campaign that brings people into the Virginia hypnosis world, which by the way, that website's still running. The footer of it does have a Florida address already on it though, you know, cause it's named after Virginia Satir, not the state of Virginia. Am I right? Okay, 12 years of search engine optimization. We're going to keep that thing running for a while because it's still bringing in clients, though the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast, the jasonlinette.com site also brings me in clients too. But this phrase, a positive dissatisfaction with success, which is this almost kind of leveled up mindset, almost there's this documentary, I haven't yet watched it on Netflix, that's about people who are chasing the high score in a video game, where you beat the game and there's some people who go, I want to see if I can beat it faster. There's some people who go, let me see if I can collect all the stars and whatever Mario game there is. <laughs> so th this place of yes, celebrating the success, yes, taking time to move away from the business and have the downtime and then come back. But I've really labeled the strategy as a positive dissatisfaction with success because knowing there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better formula. 
And this mindset of competition, I'm actually editing my uh, written notes here. Ooh, written. That's new here. Uh, <laughs> handwriting for the most part, digital for the most part, which brings us into this mindset of challenge, which I'll tell you one of my favorite inspirational hooks is that of the idea of people who burn material. And this is a specific reference to people who, you know, comedians often would talk about it. I heard George Carlin talk about it one time where he would do the HBO special every year, not because they paid him a lot of money, which they did. It was that once he put the material on TV, he couldn't really tour with that anymore. You know, it's different for musicians. If you saw Bon Jovi and they didn't sing, you give love a bad name to get the title right, you know, you'd be upset. If you saw Billy Joel and he didn't do Piano Man, the hell, I just dropped 800 bucks for this ticket. <laughs> you know, so this idea of burning material in certain genres, there's this dance at times of once it's published, you've got to do something else now. You know, David Copperfield, since he doesn't do a TV show on ABC, I think it was, every single year and hasn't in quite some time, the show he's had up until pandemic, the show that was in Las Vegas, was pretty routine now. It was the same show day in, day out, and they'd continue to make modifications. But if you saw them do the same thing live, now, of course, there's exceptions to this. Back to comedy. George Carlin in his later years would sometimes mix in the, quote, greatest hits with his material, you know, where he hears this performance and suddenly hears the football versus baseball. I saw the comedian Jim Gaffigan uh, a couple of years ago, you know, big standing ovation at the end of the show. They're clapping for the, uh, for the encore. And he comes back out and he goes, and those of you who know the bit, if not, look it up. He goes, sorry, it took me so long to come out here. I just had a hot pocket backstage. And they did the entire 10 minute hot pocket routine. How the man gets 10 minutes out of hot pockets is gorgeous. So this challenge header, though, so from competition, competing with myself and looking to always level up the game, which brings us to challenge, this idea of burning material, which someone who would hear what I'm about to say and not hear the entire dialogue could spin this easily. So let me be the first to spin it here, that there's a reason why very often I publish exactly what I'm doing. I just put inside of the hypnotic business systems program the exact webinar that had produced about fifty dollars or $60,000 of income from clients. I just put the entire thing in there, gave all the members a transcription, gave them the PowerPoint slide deck. I did have to say, look, you do need to make this your own because one, you didn't buy the, the graphics that I did to build this, so you need to cover the license rights. And two, it's a lot of my story, so you've got to make it your own. But this is my teaching mentality. It's my job to give you at times the insane attention to detail inside of what I do. And by doing so, it gives you the abilities to then make a better decision for yourself. You don't need to go off and become a clone of me. There's already one of me. You need to go off and make this your own. So there's this place of absolute comfort and confidence that I can give you exactly what's working right now. That Here's, as I told the story a few moments ago, here's someone else that, you know, based on appearances on the web may have the competing program with what I do. And no, I'm saying, here's the software that I use. It'll make your live streams look better. There you go. And then making camera recommendations because that's the game you get into. There's some investing principle around, you know, the more you spend, the more you spend. You know, I'm saying this now in an office where uh, for the move down south, it's very likely going to be a home office. So the game has been everything must go from the rugs to the furniture, minus a few items that I've promised to leave the, uh, the counselors renting this space. 
So this rule of the universe thing, I, you've probably heard me talk about before that that's one of the rules of the universe that is completely okay for me to share with you exactly what I'm doing right now and not hide it, you know, for the reason that why of you need to make it your own, you know, and even at times giving recommendations to people who were right down the road from me, even at times, of course, sending them clients though inside of this challenge, I want to talk metaphorically back to David Copperfield. Now, remember I had a hobby of doing magic as a kid and without revealing too much, those of you who maybe have a magic background, and as I know some of you do, I'm not revealing anything by saying this, but it turns out most every bit of sleight of hand is done, card tricks are done with like two moves and that's it. <laughs> you could dress it up so many different ways, but most all sleight of hand card magic with playing cards is done with two moves. And if you went and saw David Copperfield, once the show reopens and things are back to, uh, you know, back to a level of performance in Vegas, David Copperfield in the latest show, you know, does things like makes a UFO appear, makes a car appear, you know, over at the top of the audiences on stage, holding hands, locking like a wall. And these four pedestals are there and a big tarp flies over and the car appears in the middle of the people, which to say it politely, damn. <laughs> and all these, he disappears at one point and reappears in the back of the audience. And from a technical standpoint, something clicked when I saw this show. Do you see how we can find metaphors out of other things? Do you see how some of the best lessons we learn around hypnosis and business are not necessarily from hypnosis and business? From a structural standpoint, because I was in that world for a while, I realized at the end of his show, about half of the illusions were done by the same one method. And I'm not going to, again, reveal exactly how, but like half of the tricks in this hour and a half performance were done with the same method. And I'll just leave it at that. So this is where like the end of 2018, I had an envelope. It was like some, you know, if you have a credit card, they mail you these balance transfer checks, which uh, here's a little bit of financial advice. Run them through the shredder right now. Don't use those things. Disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> 15 years ago, there used to actually be savings accounts with de decent interest. And here would be the new credit card offer that'd be like, oh, 6% interest, you know, savings account, 6% interest. And the credit card offer, 12 months, zero APR. I'm like, oh, sweet. Let me pocket $600 on this deal. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. But this idea, I've had one of those envelopes and I started to sketch out this idea of the user experience. And this is a question, if you've been listening to this podcast for quite some time, I ask nearly everyone Tell me about the user experience. Someone's working with you. What's going to happen? We always need to start there. It's not about what you want. It's not about your favorite techniques. It's about what's the user experience that you're welcoming, welcoming them into. And I crafted a user experience that if you've been listening to me long enough, put myself at the end of the sales funnel. Previous to that, I was the beginning of it. I had to talk to you on the phone. You had to work with me. You had to go through me to sign up through a course. And I looked at a way to kind of, in one part, yes, bring in some technology, automate a lot of what I was doing. And on the back of this envelope, I drew the sequencing of a multiple-step campaign, which here's the correlation to David Copperfield. The correlation became, that's the way that my business works now to get my clients. That's the way that my business works now for someone to sign up for a class like work smart hypnosis live and online 
That's the way my business works for someone to join hypnotic business systems or hypnotic workers. That's the way that my business works for someone to become a part of the business influence community that I run. And really that's the same way that my business works for someone to join me on a little bit more of a high ticket offer, which is more of an ongoing thing where we're not just doing personal change. We're also deep diving into some of their business strategy, a program now over on the Jason Lynette brand called the Business Influence Accelerator. So this competition mindset of challenging myself and the story of the envelope, that's really the thinking in terms of what I do to go, I found a system. Let me run this like a machine. Let me figure out how can I do this once? How can I automate this? And how can I make it better and better each and every time that I do it? And, and it's where like some of you maybe have seen the new on-demand webinar that we've got out there. It's a free hypnosis workshop called Six Steps to a Six-Figure Hypnosis Business. We'll make the shortcut to this easy. Go to jasonwebinar.com. And, and I'll tell the story of this presentation because it's worthwhile to note why it's a little bit different than what I've done before. Because typically if I've done one of these automated classes for people, which here's the reason why I do those, when it's a static video on a website, it's an afterthought. If I let you watch the video as a timed event on your schedule, you're going to watch it. Even the company that I do some of that hosting with for those videos, you know, they'll say you're, you're talking to a small community when you're talking to hypnotists. That being said, your stick rate from beginning to end is really good, which I'll tell you part of the reason why. One is I challenge myself to stay on camera the entire presentation. And that's a fit for some markets. It's not a fit for others. But the other part of that too was it's like twice the length of what I normally do. Though framing is everything, here's the reason why. You're going to learn things you could put to use right away. So you'll notice this is a full 45 minutes. Stick with me through to the end because there's content you can put into use, you know, minute after minute inside of this presentation. Which again, back to that envelope, even the way that that program teaches it's the same system, the same formula, which my formulas don't necessarily have to be yours. If you can define the user experience, if you can define how it's going to move forward, you've got a way to then step back. And then as it's often said in the marketing world, the question isn't how the question is who there's one technical aspect of this you know, envelope system, as I'll now officially call it. <laughs> There's one part of it that I just had to go, I don't know how to make that work, which required paying 20 bucks a month for this extra piece of software that makes it happen. And as I like to say, hiring a nerd to show me how to make it work. And now it's an asset. It's a part of the system. We know how to do that now. So back to this original question about, you know, this ability to constantly improve, to continue to grow and let the business scale as well. We started with competition, which is again, compete with yourself. Challenging yourself was part two. Here's part three, ownership. And I hinted at this already. Take complete ownership of where you are exactly right now in every part of your life. Because if you don't, someone else will. And what I mean by that is again, it's been, I'm not going to say rough, but it has been a rough last year. It's been interesting. And we've all heard enough commercials of we're all in this together. This is the new normal. And even I'm, you know, editing that phrase out of work that I do with clients because like, oh, we've heard enough new normal because it's not normal, but it's becoming normal. 
you know, of, of little things that we're comfortable with, little things that we're not comfortable with. Again, I won't repeat my rant here of going, this is the industry that loves everything evidence-based and research and science. So let's listen to science. And yeah, so ownership of knowing who you are, where you are, and what that means to you. So sometimes it does mean take ownership of how you learn, because you would not still be listening to me right now if you didn't already have a passion for learning. And sometimes that is a matter of learning how you learn. So I'll give you an example of this. I'm somebody who continuously reinvests in myself. You know, I've hired consultants. I've hired coaches. Last week, I paid a company about $7,000 for some specific training and consulting on something that I want to do a little bit differently in my business over the next, let's say, one to two years. And anything that I'd ever do, if it involves buying a course, one, I make sure I actually pay for it. Can I reveal something here that I've never talked about before? Someone said yes, so I'll take that as the uh, rhetorical uh, permission to move forward. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, I've had, I say this politely, I've had people who I go to pick up their book and they go, oh, you can take that. I listen to the podcast. I'm like, let me be the guy who actually pay for it. Because if I pay for it, I'm actually going to read it. <laughs> let me watch the videos. So, so here's what I did recently. I signed up for something because there's some ways that I'm looking at revitalizing one segment of the business just to kind of level it up to make it work better. Hey, challenge. And I blocked off three days. I blocked off three days. I did not let people book my time. And that's when I watched the videos of that training and I dove into that specific method. And now I know what parts I can do. Now I know what questions to ask. Now I also see the specific need that it looks like I might need to hire like a part-time virtual assistant to run part of this for me. So this ability to deep dive into something, you know, I love online conventions. I love online trainings. I have figured out at least for myself that the, the aspect of interacting with digital material, I can't always do that on the schedule when it's releasing. So I'm the guy at all the hypnosis conferences who buys all the audios and then listens to them over time and cherry picks the ones that I go to in person. So taking ownership of how you learn because, well, that's what suggestibility is about, isn't it? That's what receptivity is in terms of being a hypnotist. Now, I also bring ownership into the categories that have become a bit popular in the last couple of years. The categories of the different syndromes, the categories of the things that often hold people back in the shape of their own success. So I kind of grouped together in 2017, I did the keynote at HypnoThoughts. We put the audio out. We'll link to it in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com, that, that keynote presentation, where there I was talking about what seems to be very popular these days. Wow, it's, it's popular to not, they feel good about it. Yeah, imposter syndrome. I talked about that. I talked about savior syndrome. I talked about superhero syndrome, the, the mental triggers that hold us back in our business. And when I talk about ownership, this really also comes around to knowing who you are. This also comes around to in business and in just in a personal perspective too, knowing how you best communicate and knowing who you best communicate with. So if you cannot label your audience, you can't find them. And if you can't find them, they're not going to find you. This is where I often have to go non sequitur on this and remind you that Kevin Costner's father was a dirty, stinking liar. 
And yes, I'm talking about the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. No, but really my take on this is if you try to sell to everybody, you very often end up selling to nobody. So this is where, and I'll say this, some people put this down. Some people diminish this. Here's the sound effect of this episode, by the way. There you go. If you can label your specific, yes, my friends, client avatar, if you can turn them into an individual person in your brain, the one-to-one communication, first of all, is what works best. And I say one-to-one because right now I'm talking to you. Yes, thousands of people are going to listen to this over the next several years, most of them in the first week as it comes out, but bigger audience even over time. But I'm talking to you right now. And I know who you are. I know what your passion is inside of hypnosis. And I know what mindset issues we all go through inside of a business that often hold us back. And even better, I know how to help you to break through those things. So as I put my focus, that ownership on my, as I label it, ethical responsibility to you, this is how I know what to provide. Because when you know your audience, you know your role. And you know the value that you present and you know the impact that you can create. And again, if you know your audience, if you know what you can provide, if you know your own role, if you know your own value and you know your own impact, how dare you not make that easy for people to find you? And yes, that's part of why you get a couple of emails from me every single week, very likely. So when you know that value, sorry for the noise, it's a different table than normal. (laughs) When you know exactly what it is that you share, this I think is the ultimate point of that question that I got about how to continuously get stuff done and continue to grow and improve because yes, my income continues to grow. Yes. My business continues to reach new people, but at the end of the day, it's not about me. Now I know my role in that. I know my part of that equation. I know the things that I can share with you that make it as we talk about in that six steps webinar over at jasonwebinar.com. I know the things that I can share with you to help you to get there faster and easier. And that's really what we're all always looking for. You know, someone could, you know, muscle up and kind of grin and bear it for a couple of weeks and quit smoking on their own. Someone could create the sort of lockdown environment. There's a word we can't use anymore. Someone could create their own lockdown environment and eliminate all the junk foods and physically force and willpower their way through losing weight. Someone can expose themselves enough. Let me finish that sentence before you create pictures in your mind. Someone can expose themselves enough over and over to the stimulus that used to cause fear and hopefully eventually get over it, though it seems there's not a lot of great research around that exposure style stuff. But we as practitioners, we help people to do things faster and easier. And really, as soon as you identify that, As soon as you know what that role is, and even better, can define who your audience is, who your audience is not, when here comes the person, we're in an age of the online troll, we don't have to feed them. It serves no importance. It's water off the duck's back and we move on throughout our day and let that continue to be that person's story and not our own. So this theme of unstoppable confidence, what it really comes down to, it's not about what opportunities come your way. It's not about who currently is president or who currently is not president. It's not about the estate of the economy. It's not about what's happening in your neighborhood. It's not about what some other practitioner is doing. And for you, it's not even at times a matter of what I'm doing. It's a matter of knowing what you're going to do with it. So really the whole message here is always know that you're moving forward. Always know that you're learning. And yes, let's teach a hypnotic principle while we're at it. 
because out of the training of the Dave Elman style of hypnosis, I think I heard Larry Elman one time say, if a technique doesn't work, back up, distract, deepen, repeat. So if we're looking to do the steps of like a Dave Elman induction, if we're looking to create some bit of hypnotic phenomenon, look at that as a four-step framework, back up, distract, deepen, repeat. And we'll do that again. Notice what's different, different phrasing, different, different linguistics we can use in terms of how we communicate that, which sounds a lot like there's no failure, there's feedback. So as we put this all together here, these themes of competition, but a whole new approach to competition in terms of competing with yourself, which is where challenge comes into it. Let me give a bit of an action step here in terms of that ownership. Start to map out for yourself, you know, what your role is. What is it that you do best? What is it that you provide? What is it that you can inspire others to do? And also make some decisions as to who that ideal audience is that, again, not should hear that message, but really must hear that message. So how is it that things continue to grow? How is it things continue to scale? How is it that I know that one segment of my business that's built a lot of what I do is dramatically changing and I know things are going to be all right because it's about systems. It's about listening to that audience. It's about serving that audience and it's about helping people to do things faster and easier, which to go back to the previous career, let's not wrap this up with my words. Tim Mention. <laughs> Some of you are going, really? Tim Mention is a musical comedy performer that struck gold when he took Roald Dahl's book, Matilda. If you remember, they made a movie of it. Actually, I think the movie was directed by Danny DeVito, and he was also in it. Great movie. And turned Matilda into a stage musical. Swept the West End, swept the uh, Tonys in New York. And the title character, Matilda, in one song, here are the words. Just because you find that life's not fair, it doesn't mean that you just have to grin and bear it. If you always take it on the chin and wear it, nothing will change. Even if you're little, you can do a lot. You mustn't let a little thing like little stop you. If you sit around and let them get on top, you might as well be saying you think that's okay. And that's not right. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. 